we gonna do it podcast microphone style. We gonna make it quick. You Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Rare Air Podcast. I am extremely excited about today. It's me, Tyler. We've got Kaiden to my left, Carson to my right, and a very, very, very Good special... Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> Let's go! We've got the weirdest guy in power sitting in the podcast seat, super solar, solo away. Here you go, my guy. Thanks, dude. Smoke up right we now. got the smarties. smarties. <laughs> we are uh, about to have the most unhinged episode we've ever had. Dude, oh, puff, puff, pass you. Don't forget. Oh, my. <laughs> very, very excited. Okay. Um, <laughs> While Sawyer's getting his smarty ready, uh, give us a little background, dude. Where are you from? Give us your uh, your origination story, your, dude, your villain I'm from story. San Diego, um, California, born and raised. Um, I've just always been about the chaos, you know? <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> um, dude, growing up, my name was Sawyer the Destroyer because um, I would break everyone's toys. Like, I've always <laughs> been about it. Like, I would get their, like, Spider-Man toys. I would toss them in the air. I'd take a few steps back and just watch them just, like, shatter on the ground. Dang. I've been banned from many kids' homes <laughs> growing up. Kids' parents are, like, kicking you out because you're breaking their toys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dang. Dude, and this I, continued until you were like 15, 16? Or? Oh, it's still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary going back home. I went back home and like met up with some friends like once every year. And one of the kids told me, he's just like, oh, like you're hanging out with Sawyer? He's like, back in second grade, that kid got kicked out of my house because like me and him went like panty raiding in my mom's closet. Oh and my I did not gosh, remember it at dude. all. And apparently like he was about it. I'm guessing we probably like watched that one SpongeBob episode with Mr. Krabs and we're like, we gotta go do this. Wow, oh, man. This kid pan raided his own mom. Yeah. <laughs> his that own is, mom. We struggled. <laughs> that is wild, dude. Wow. <laughs> Look at where you've come. Wow, Dude, it's been yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a journey. <laughs> After San Diego, so you grew up there. You went to high school in San Diego. Yeah. Okay, and then from there, what? what I went next? to BYU Rexburg actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> went up to BYU. Went up to BYU. Lasted a semester and a half. Way too cold. I called it quits after that. Well, you got dunked, didn't you? I got dunked. I got dunked by my boy Nikki J. That <laughs> Sawyer was baptized uh, a member of the church in Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah, dude. very cool. Yeah. Very cool story. Yeah, yeah. It would was, be a whole nother podcast. That, yeah, very, it's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> very, very cool story. Um, I had the pleasure of hearing that story on our road trip down to F1 a couple weeks ago. And uh, dude, you're just a man of a man of many talents. So a little background <laughs> on Sawyer. Uh, as far as like the sales goes, he is arguably one of the or the best setter at empower um this year kind of was the stars were aligning for you in a lot of ways mm -hmm. you've cleared six figures you've won multiple competitions and we'll get into all of that um but i kind of want to hear more like did you ever think that you'd be in a position you are now on Dude, this podcast never, like never in a million years. sharing your tips teaching people <laughs> teaching never. people how to make good money Dude, never in a million years. Um, because I mean, after I um after I left Rexburg, I started working at Domino's for a year and I was just like, dude, like I'm not going back to school, like screw that. And I was like making good money at Domino's, making like 20 bucks an hour. Um, and 
um then my friend you know like you know andre he recruited me and then all of a sudden like transitioned from working at domino's into solar and like i was still a complete hooligan working at domino's like i would put up i would there's a bulletin board wherever you call it and i put up a pepperoni to see how long like it would stay up there and stay up there for months and it was like all moldy and gross <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know how it jordan get called on us dude wow. and then got into solar and the shenanigans uh continued i mean we were um creating campfires on our balcony like starting actual fires <laughs> um smoking cbd cigarettes you nice. know not wow. working at all don't know how we didn't get fired <laughs> so this <laughs> is this is going back to our first year at empower we yeah. uh we started up in tracy and then we transitioned down into fresno yeah and for those that don't know fresno is not a real place no it's not that is a computer generated zombie land yeah it is insane uh the stories of fresno just they never end dude. that's a whole nother podcast for itself, that one too. as well um so but, but fresno you were rooming with a bunch of guys oh yeah and there's just a lot of trouble man dude, yeah honestly we, um i mean i don't know what i can like say just because there's just too much but yeah at one point there's this homeless girl living with us um i mean there's like literally like homeless people like roaming like our apartment complex um getting into trouble punching holes in the walls um it was like a frat house almost but yeah and somehow we didn't get fired well you guys still put up good numbers and you guys still made good money that year as far as probably yeah. working compared to Domino's. oh yeah for sure um dude that's actually so funny i remember because you know richard i remember me and richard we got around like five or six set uh like self-gen installs I remember we thought we were like the bottom of the barrel reps and we found out like i think like jack taylor um cooper jones um the other well, what's the other kid the guy with the glasses they all had like around the same like installs and we're like wait we're actually like kind of good at this like we thought like we were like trash <laughs> like <laughs> then like the like the next year like we switched gears and just like actually like buckled down and just like took off <clears throat> wow dude i love hearing the comparisons of how like your childhood like how your how your childhood and the way you your upbringing um created the personality type that's successful in this industry today yeah can you make those connections for us like what in your childhood would have made it so you're now top setter in the comp or one of the best setters in the company um crushing it you're on the you're on the podcast like what would have what what are those types of things that correlate honestly like i mean growing up i diagnosed adhd off the rockers i was a kid that could not have like food uh, food coloring other like or you're like you're getting punched in the face like it was bad <laughs> you know um i actually got put into special ed in seven uh sixth and seventh grade like half the kids in my class were actually like on the short bus and like i got put in there just because like no one could just like sit me down and like get me to do stuff and they're like we gotta like put this kid on lockdown and so i think like growing up like i've always like done things in an orthodox way and just like never taking the the route that everyone else is taking and like almost having to like to learn in a different way that everyone else is learning and like even like the second year um like the normal setting pitch like it wasn't working out for me so like i had to engineer something that was that worked well with me and like i found a lot of confidence and i think i've just like always had to do that within my entire life for like just having to figure out things that work for me because like what works for me usually doesn't work for and like 
other people and like mm-hmm. what other what works for everyone else usually just doesn't work for me and so like eight like figuring out um just something that resonates well with me um i think like i've just always like had that tool in me of just being able just to figure it out <laughs> for example uh a lot of sawyer's closes this year or set closes we'll get uh a picture or a video while thomas who's primarily Sawyer's closer would be closing the deal and Sawyer is swimming in the person's backyard or he's, he's in their attic shirtless. I don't even know why you're in their attic, but Sawyer like just, it's true, dude. You have an unorthodox way of going about it. You build a rapport with people that let them, they let you do whatever you want. Yeah. I just get really comfy with them. And it's like, it's like for me, like, like the goal is like, I know people talk about this, but I feel like I really like stepped into the shoes is like meeting someone and like actually like just trying to be their best friend and like getting to know them and like the amount of life stories I've heard, like the amount of conversations I've had with people where they're like literally just like bawling their eyes out, like telling their stories. It's like I've endless, like endless amount of times where like I've been able to experience that. And I think like for me, it's more of a matter of like trying to connect with someone and like figure out like what they actually need and like genuinely be there for them instead of like trying to sell them solar. Like when I'm on the doors, I'm not trying to sell solar at all. It's like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to meet, like make some new friends and like generally just like try to help them out like in any way possible. And I feel like that headspace has brought me a lot more success than going like, oh, I like, I need to get, I need to get bills today. Like I need to get sets today. Like I need to get closes today. It's like, no, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to meet some people. I'm just going to have fun today. I'm the king of having fun. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Undisputed. Oh yeah. What kind of happened from year one to year two? Like you're saying you're basically a hooligan oh yeah dude, and not lockers. not working no right, not you at said all, you dude. didn't really so work we would we were sitting on the balcony we'd see thomas come down you know stuck in our mouth <laughs> like duck below the railing um yeah like that's usually those are the guys that like i would fire you oh know? yeah <laughs> and then to well, go to go from but to, but for real though like to go from that to like you and i were talking the other day and you were just telling me your story about dominoes and now you've got a hundred grand yeah in your bank yeah that's sick dude like yeah. what why did you i think what, it, what switched a little bit i think it was it was going back to it it's like realizing that like these top performers and these other people that made a ton of money and being like wait we actually like did the same thing that they did like being a complete hooligan like what could we do if we like actually this is me and richard just talking with each other and like what if we actually like buckled down and like took this job serious like how far could we actually take this and then i think second year we just became like way more dialed and you like and richard yeah richard botsy okay richard botsy is like the funniest person i know you guys need to get him on the yeah he's wild I yeah. feel like it was helpful. So you guys just kind of fed off of each other. You had oh, yeah. another guy that was really bought in on Dude, going yeah. hard. If you saw our room, it was funny. We were like taking heads. We put like everyone's names up on our room. We put like Chandler Rust, um, like your name, your guys' names, and like all the top performers. And like, we we're just like, dude, we're going to chase these guys. Like, we're going to eat them, dude. Wow. Like, we're going <laughs> to. Like, your vision like, board is just yeah. everyone's psychopath. Taking stuff, souls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to wear these guys' skins. Yeah. Just collecting scalps, bro. <laughs> I have a bookshelf wow. of everyone's scalps. That's wow. sick, dude. That's really cool. That's way cool. Yeah. Tell us about, uh, bring up Richard. Tell us about Murder Ball. How'd that go? Dude, that is funny. <laughs> if you see Richard's hand, he looks like he has this gnarly scar on his hand that he got surgery, but it was from Murder Ball. I don't even, it was just like part of the hooligans in Fresno. It's like we all came together, and this is like, 
dude, we're just like beating each other, like literally beating each other up in like our apartment. And like, we're like, dude, we need to like tie this together to like into like in a pool game. And Rich is like, I know the perfect game. It's called Murder Ball. We get everyone together and it's literally like smear the queer, but like in a pool with mixed with like water polo. And it's like everything, like the only thing that's off limits is like biting. So, yeah. how, like, do you, how do you cut his hand in water? Dude, he, um, I don't even know. Like, I think like, he was just getting attacked because like Richard is a unit, like he's a big dude. And like to get the ball away from him, there's gotta be like 10 guys on him, like just like choking him out. It's like <laughs> this game is all the guys in Fresno, they go out and work, it's 120 degrees. And then they come home and they try, play murder ball in, try to kill each in other. the uh, pool. And there's no rules. It's like piranhas fighting after food, dude. It is <laughs> insane. And that translates obviously to like, you guys are just, you have a lot of fun with it. Like, oh yeah. Every aspect of the job, was somehow turned into uh, a fun event yeah something i'd be surprised if like there's another office that has more fun than us like i'd generally be surprised dude and success comes from that it's so crazy like you're talking to the guy that won the setter games few, uh, last year yeah crucible winner this year uh your team won the cup yeah <laughs> crazy dude like crazy success yeah you i i think we were talking about it and you have more wins than anyone Company. company dude that's an right nft because you have you have you have multiple of your own personal wins and yeah, team and wins team. so you have more than anyone in the whole company which more is cool. more company co competitions one yeah because you have you i have think so four or is it three i have three you have three devin fishes too he won mountain ops and the and the st louis like grand prize Madness. winner like this is won, these are the big competitions you won three dude, i don't sick. think i don't think we probably have a couple people with two Mm -hmm. No one's won three. The decorate, dude, you're the most decorated and power rep, dude. You got dude, those I rings. better get those rings, baby. <laughs> Prize pickup was fun for you, bro. Oh yeah, you it was got Christmas. everything. Dude. <laughs> it was Christmas. <laughs> How's the trip to F1 for winning the cup, dude? It was dope? rowdy, dude. Yeah. Me and Brandon became like best friends on that trip. What? <laughs> I wish I was best friends with Brandon. Guys, dude, we went and just like did our own thing and like. We just bonded a ton and like got rowdy at the tables. We were getting rowdy at F1. We like were doing this like cold plunge hot tub combo at the Airbnb. Like, yeah, we got weird and freaky, dude. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. Super. Dude, dope. now he calls me late at night crying because he wants to play me in chess and like just give him the smoke every single time. You're beating him in dude, chess? Dude, yeah, he back? cried. Like, yeah, you could hear his wife in the background like, come on, Brandon. Like, why are you crying, <laughs> dude? Like, come to bed. Like, you have a family. Like, who are you on the well, phone so with? He's just smoking <laughs> him in chess. worrying him, dude. He called hard. me this morning. He was just like, I've had it. Like, we got to get some more runs in. Like, I can't go down on loser. Still gave him the smoke, bro. Brandon, <laughs> if you're listening to this, bro, anytime any place i'm taking you on and i'm giving you the smoke bro wow some chess trash talk that's dude crazy. he called in sick today he doesn't want to see my face yeah <laughs> he's he, he's struggled dude he's he's having a hard time right now yeah i was surprised he posted about it and he still lost <laughs> yeah. i did not see that coming yeah that was bad bad chess move dude sorry tell yeah. us about tell us about you were a closer one time i just remember a vaguely yeah, like dude. you closed deals for a while and, oh, that, yeah, and now dude. you're like setter through and through wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't switch back dude i what, what um, happened there dude i pooped the bed second year trying to close yeah. um 10 weeks got two deals they both canceled 
Wow. And so didn't make any single money. I almost got fired again. And dude, I was grinding. Like I was putting the the sword to the blade, like trying to like <laughs> figure it out, dude. Like you've been I, on the chopping block a handful more of times. Than anyone like, in this entire dude, company. You have, I know it. Thomas has had multiple conversations with you. Like Sawyer, <laughs> yeah. we might need to let you go. Dude, I think I've also had the record for being on the chopping block more than anyone in this company. But yeah, it was like it wasn't working out. And this is when like everyone was still like the self-gen model was it. And they're just like, dude, you might have to go back to setting. And I was just like, dude, like, I don't want to be a setter. Like, cause I felt like setting almost had like this negative stigma to it because yeah. like no one sets only like, like people that just come to the company, like set for two or three months and they start closing. And I just like, couldn't figure it out. Then I was like, I think Kate and Thomas came to me. I'm like, okay, let's like, let's start setting. Then like, literally like, I think like a week or two later, all of a sudden just started ripping bills. Like no one's business. And then like the setter games came around and just absolutely just blew everyone out of the water. Like it was crazy. So what did you think, what were your thoughts when the new setter pay scale came out? Dude, I thought it was sick. I mean, I was already kind of like doing something like that with Thomas, yeah. but I thought it was wicked. I'm like, dude, 70%, like, why would I go back to closing? Because I did transition back into closing after setting, but like being a self-gener, it's like, you might get like one or two a week or like bagel. And it's like way harder to be consistent being a self-gener. But when like, when you're setting, it's like, you can average like three a week and just yeah. like, and with cancellation rate, it's like, I uh, did the math. It's like, you're making way more money like setting than being like a self-gener. So I was like, yeah. why would I ever go back to do that and it's like you have to be the jack of all trades and like your schedule is like 10 times busier than if you're just a setter yeah. and like i was like dude why would i why would i do that like and you're dealing with pipeline too as a, as a self-gen yeah, guy you gotta deal with customer calls like that's the biggest yeah that's tough, pro dude. to yeah. just setting dude like, yeah you got a good closer you can set oh yeah you you can spend more time setting less time sitting the deals mm -hmm. you can have multiple closers in a deal at one mm -hmm. time right like that's pretty cool yeah so absolutely. you're self-gen on steroids and then no pipeline. Yeah, dude. And it's like, and it's like, I feel like you burn out way quicker being a self-gener. And it's like, dude, it's a dagger when one of your self-gen deals like cancels. Like that, like it's yeah. so much work to get a self-gen deal. And when it cancels, it's like your whole world is ending. Yeah. And like you burn out so quick. And like when you're setting, it's like. You get three in a work week. When cancels, you're just like, oh, well, I got three. And like, do it again next week. I'm just going to do it again next yeah. week. Or it's like when a self-gen deal cancels, it's like, dude, I got to go like more blood, sweat, and tears next week to try to go find another. Um, as far as when you were closing, like explain a little bit like why – like why that didn't naturally fit well with you and why like setting does fit so well with you. Like the I two different think, skill sets. Um. I mean, it's like having to be the jack of all trades, I think was, I struggled with that a ton. Um, I think just closing, um, I think like I just put, like, I think a lot of it was just the burnout and just putting so much pressure on myself. Like I have to get this deal. I have to get this deal. I have to get this deal. And like every single time I'd shoot myself in the foot. Cause like I would go into someone's home being so desperate, like trying to get the clothes because like self-gen deals, they don't come out, they don't come up as often as like setting. And then like when I start switched over to setting and like, I wasn't really thinking too much of the deals, then like actually like being able to like have fun conversations with people and like not really worry about like solar at all and just like go out there and have fun all of a sudden my sales just started skyrocketing like it was like overnight it was like true like it was super weird and just i think it was just like not putting like pressure on myself 
from like having to be self-generated then switching over to setting like i found i think that was like a huge turning point for me where like i just felt completely free just knocking on doors you can just leave your work at work with setting. You exactly. go up, knock for eight yeah, hours, amazing. come home, play a little death ball in the pool with the yeah, boys. Yeah, murder ball. <laughs> murder ball. I'm going to interject there because you said work for eight hours. If I'm not mistaken, you won all these competitions. Let's be honest, dude. Dude, Sawyer would go out and he would clock two, three hours, maybe, bro, and get, and get a same day set close oh, every yeah, day. Baby. That's and then go home and play Fortnite. Dude. That's insane. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're talking baby steps. First was no work. Now it's two, three, two to three. Next year, that's all I was gonna yeah, ask. Next year, maybe hours, maybe dude. you triple what you did this year. Yeah, yeah. dude. I know that's what Brandon was saying. He's like, dude, if you actually work, like you're tripling your income. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so that's what I wanted Literally, to bring up, dude. Like that's pretty wild for 2024. You dude, every year you progress so much, and yeah. not just from a work standpoint. Like having known you from the Fresno days to to this year, like you've you've developed and evolved, and you're you're just you're so fun to be around, and you're you're so authentic. And I want to kind of ask what led to that transition, and had any of these masterminds you've been a part of, or these personal development endeavors, have those helped shape the last couple of years of your life? Dude, absolutely. I mean, I think just being at Empower um, as a whole has been super like helpful for me just like being surrounded by like so many great guys like everyone here is super authentic i think even being a part of like we are the day i mean even kaiden sharing some of his rowdy stories i'm just like dude like this is so cool to be in a part of an environment where like everyone's an open book and like you can just be completely unhinged and like everyone is still gonna accept you and everyone's still gonna love you just for who you are as a person um and i just like being in an environment where like you just feel like welcomed and like you feel like you just like have a place and like i don't think i like could experience that somewhere else like i don't know if i could find a different group of people where like we can get just as rowdy and just have as much fun like where like where would i go like it's not a domino's like promise you that <laughs> <laughs> you might find weirder people at a domino's but oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> dude i i love that i love that <clears throat> who, who do you feel like are some people that Impacted you a lot, um, like if it's in We're the Day with Jimmy or Mike Conti or some some of your leaders. Like, who do you feel like are some guys that Dude, maybe inspired? Like, list. like your whole thing with you and um, Richard, kind of like buckling down and doing this year that was way different from last year. Yeah, like what inspired that? Because like I'm I'm thinking about so many people that probably have or could be in a similar situation next year what mm -hmm. you did from last year to this year, mm -hmm. they had a this year like you did yeah. last year and yeah. they could do maybe something similar. Like mm -hmm. what? I think like something that I've re like a gift that I have is like, I'm not scared to ask questions, even if I'm going to look stupid and like, I'll call That's up sweet. Jimmy Rex, I'll call up Brandon or like call up whoever and just like be willing just like to ask him like whatever, whenever. And like just hold nothing back and like just be like if i'm going through a hard time just like being super open and vulnerable with like whoever just just like try to get as much insight to help me move forward and i think like people circling back to answer your question like people that were huge impacts i mean kate coford year one <clears throat> super good guy um was always giving me good advice thomas moffett literally like year one Every single time I was in a close trying to self-gen, I would always be calling Thomas and he would always pick up the phone. And I think just like having that type of support year one helped catapult me to next year. And I think those same guys again, where it's like even like Richard year one and like those same uh, that same group, then being able to have that expanded in like we are the they 
um and even getting to like know all of you guys like on a deeper level too it's like um i mean being able to be a part of we are the day and being vulnerable with everyone and like i mean i like having heart to hearts with everyone um and just like having this like great group of peers like consistently around me just like knowing that like i'm in a position where i could call so many different people and ask for advice from like like a huge list of contacts is like helped me out a ton because like i like use and abuse that completely <laughs> like i will beat up that list of people from asking advice to anything like i like um i go out to lunch with my conti i've gone out to lunch with jimmy brandon and just like ask him like whatever's on my mind whatever i'm struggling with and just like hold nothing back and just be a complete open book of like what i'm struggling with like where i'm trying to go as a human being like what i'm trying to achieve and like try to get their advice to help me like catapult in that direction because i feel like if i wasn't asking those questions and like reaching out to those people i wouldn't be sitting here today like not at all i would not be in this position like whatsoever yeah so what is what does next year look like then like what what is it that you talk to these guys about Dude, next year, it's honestly like, because I'm all about like the power of manifesting, like, because for me, like when I go out, like one of the reasons like I don't work and like, I know this is not going to work for anyone. So please don't take my advice when it comes <laughs> to this is like, I usually don't work in the beginning of the like the day because like, I'm either like going out to the park, like I'll take my shoes off, like I'll go get grounded. And like, I like will like just think about like, okay, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to find someone to help out. Like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to find someone on the doors, and they're going to need my help. And like, they have no idea, like, what's going on with their utility bill. And they're going to need my assistance to understand, like, how solar works and, like, help them feel comfortable and confident with that decision. And like, I get in a headspace where I'm on the doors, where like, it's happening, whether I like it or not, like, it's just gonna happen. And like, the amount of times that like, I've done that, and like, it's like weird it's like super trippy almost and like because i like i'll call like thomas or michael i'm like yo i'm on one like pull up the hood then like they drive up and i have an instant ready for them they just close it down and i think for me it's like trying to figure out like how to stay in that headspace for longer because like i can only stay in that headspace for like three hours and if i'm not in that headspace it feels like i'm just like dragging out the rest of the day and it's like not productive i feel like i burn out a ton so it's like trying to figure out like how to expand those three like hours of being in that peak state where it's like i'm out here to service people and i'm gonna do exactly that i feel like that's you've probably extended those that peak state because your first year it might have been 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now you're at three hours so yeah, now i'm at three hours hopefully next year is even uh even yeah. more i mean yeah. i know you've had a pretty good morning routine yeah out in sacramento you hit the Asha oh, bathhouse, Asha, place. right? Yeah, Asha Urban Bath, baby. But the bathhouse, Sawyer was a frequent flyer there. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, what goes on to the bathhouse? Never heard of this. Dude, it's freaky, dude. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, Hell it's me, like, you, you know when you went to Mexico and there's like the, it's like the cold plunge, cold plunge, saunas, hot tub. It's exactly that, but in Sacramento. Cool. But it's like super funny because it's like the middle of like downtown, like Sacramento, and it's like this in this like super sketchy area. Wow. But like it's perfect. It's, it's super like, nice, and all the uh, the staff know you, man. Oh yeah, dude. I got, I get the Sawyer special, bro. Whenever I show up, it doesn't matter how crowded the the bathhouse is, they'll let me in every time. When, like, when you uh when you were working at Domino's, did you ever think you'd be like a a morning routine bathhouse? 
Dude, cold no, plunge. No. You know, you talked about getting grounded. You did ayahuasca. I know Dude. that's a whole other podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, you've just you've spent so yeah. much time, energy, money on personal development. Dude, so much money. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. But I'm grateful <laughs> for it. But yeah, I've poured a ton of ton of money into personal development. And I mean, looking at the paychecks that come through, like it's it's paying off. It oh, legit yeah. is paying dividends. Yeah, um, the money you've invested in yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're just getting started, dude. How old are yeah, you? I'm 25. 25. Yeah, just turned 25 in October. So happy birthday, man! Dude, you you. Uh, <laughs> you've got a lot of years ahead of you, and it's really cool to see the development you've experienced in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just it's exponential for the next five, ten years. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm like, it's like weird because like every once in a while, it's like I get like overwhelmed with gratitude, like thinking about empower. Just like it's like crazy to me that like an avenue like this even exists where like you come into this space and people around you actually like care about your personal development like actually want to see you succeed instead of just making them a ton of money it's like i don't know like dude if it wasn't for empower i would probably still be working at domino's and like it's sometimes it's like overwhelming to me it's just like holy smokes like i would probably be a loser if it wasn't for this at all and it's like trippy to think about. <laughs> like, I don't like. I really don't know where I would be. I would probably be, you know, another homeless person in Fresno, <laughs> you know, terrorizing other door-to-door companies. Hopefully, one of the other door-to-door companies would would take you in. Yeah, hopefully. Just like, uh, <laughs> just like you took in that homeless girl too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man. Well, so you you're not a homeless loser, dude. Yeah. You're here. Do you have any last things you want to you want to throw out there before we? I'll probably not publish this podcast because it's so important. <laughs> but like before we end this thing, dude, dude you got yeah, any last, honestly, last like, words of advice? This huge personal development um, journey, something that I took away from Brandon is always want to have your bed super messy, room super just disgusting. <laughs> like right when you start in the morning, it's like you actually want to do the exact opposite. And so I've just like taken that to heart and like my room is just <laughs> disgusting. And like I'm kind of like scared if I ever went over to Brandon's house, you know, just like to see how just like filthy everything would be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of nervous. Messy guy. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, um, Sawyer, this, the stories just go on and on. I recommend anyone that's doesn't know Sawyer, hopefully you know a little bit more about him now. Anyone that's in the door-to-door space that um, doesn't know anything about Sawyer, like definitely a guy you want to connect with. Um, he's always open to to sharing his experience and he's helped a ton of people um, because quite frankly, you've gone from a spot where a lot of guys, this job would have fizzled out for them. They would have tried for a summer, tried for a few months and like it wouldn't have worked out. I have a story about that. And that, that's just what would, have, what would have happened. And to see where you are now, like yeah. you can help a lot of people that have been in that similar spot. Oh yeah, dude. Cause I mean, it's like funny. Cause like sometimes like I even like forget like the skill set that I have and cause he met miles, one of the Bronx boys, love that guy to death. He, I remember he came out, he was blitzing with us. This is after he like stabbed his arm. He was just like, dude, this is a bust. This job sucks. He, he, he like, tried, he tried to jump over a fence on a blitz and, and ended up impaling. Arm. Maybe we can put the picture up dude, on the pot. It's graphic, dude. It is. <laughs> the fire department had to come and like snip off the fence posts. He was in the hospital. Dude, that and then went out the rough. next day and was yeah. slinging Dude, yeah and it was funny no 
Yeah, yeah. It was funny because it was like me, Richard, and Miles were all sitting in the car. I think like watching cartoons, and I was just like, "Oh, dude, like okay, like we got to go work." Like, come on, Miles. I was like, "Let's go knock." I think I knocked for like fifteen or thirty minutes, pulled two bills, and like they both closed. And Miles was just like, "What the heck? Like, how do you even do this? This is so stupid." Like, I've grinded like this whole week and only pulled two bills. He's like, "Screw you, man! Like, if you actually work, like you'd make a million dollars." And he was like, he told me he was just like, "Dude, like if I didn't get to." experience that moment with you like i probably would have like not stayed at this job like you made this job look so easy and like then it was cool because like the next blitz afterwards you got seven deals in two weeks had a great time (laughs) everyone goes through that like rookie year yeah. Like the Fres, we call it the Fresno year. Like everyone yeah. has that that rookie start that just it's just chaos. Yeah, and it's hard. And it's difficult. And three years later, looking at you now, top of the world, and like just yeah. almost just scratching the surface of what you're going to accomplish in the next couple of years. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see if you just stick with it. Yeah, Dude, that's what I love about Sawyer. Is I feel like he comes up in that conversation a lot, where it's like. If Sawyer can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, feel yeah, like, yeah, I feel like Sawyer's always the like the yeah. end of that conversation. Dude, I'm like, happy to but be that Sawyer guy. did yeah, it. Dude. I'm happy to be like, that come guy. on, and if like, Sawyer, Sawyer can do it, dude. dude like, I, stop whining. Dude, I love I being think, the other I think those conversations are gonna stop in 2024, dude. Now it's like, dude, Sawyer's special, bro. Like he's yeah. a he is a different breed. Like, don't compare yourself to him because you're not gonna you, you can't you can't be like that guy, you know? So dude, I don't know. If you saw me like back in like high school or middle school school like you would for sure still always have that conversation like if this guy did this like i should be able to do this with my eyes closed (laughs) well i think we any uh forgot to end this i know dude Dude, come on let's get a puff and we'll end it bro come on i haven't haven't been able to rip this thing since we started come on dude grip yours up bro dude mine's mine's not even started yet give us a puff come on give us a puff to end the end the pod dude. dude Uh, thanks for kind of showing me how to smoke smart. I didn't even know that was. A Can you thing. imagine if you didn't move to Utah and you just, like you thought you could only smoke weed and cigarettes? Dude, and now, now you, you learn that you can smoke smarties. Dude, yeah, now I know how to get my fix in, bro. Just really, yeah, dude. I just hope no one sees me in the morning when I'm ripping smarties, dude. Right, I when I, right before it's I wake up, dude. That would, that's a really oh, sad man. sight to see. It's almost as embarrassing seeing Tyler at the blackjack table by himself. <laughs> oh time. man, you got a problem, dude. <laughs> that was a low point, bro. Dude, it was me and Brandon going like, um, like we're like going, oh, oh, and then we look over and it's just Tyler just going, oh no, oh my, no, it's the college fun. There weren't any seats at. At the roulette table. I did join them later for a, for a big old bet to end Dude, the trip. That was actually rowdy. Sawyer, me, Sawyer, and Brandon all uh, made a thousand. There's a thousand bucks made on the table. Dude, we showed our, uh, up on that. On we also uh, we also strong armed Brandon. Pretty yeah, nice. That was actually super fun. He was not expecting that at all. We had to show him up. <laughs> well, uh, Sawyer, you are the still the weirdest person I know. <laughs> and uh, extremely, extremely grateful to work with you, man. Dude, I'm happy and to be here, man. I'm stoked for the uh, the lives you're going to impact next year and the swimming pools that you're going to swim Dude, in. I'm going to swim in like 10 swimming pools next year. Now that I know <laughs> it's doable, bro, no one, no one's pool is safe, bro. So I was getting in that and I'm going to get really weird in that pool, bro. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. We'll end with that.